Welcome to Uncontained, episode 24. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, we have Tucson-based band As We Watch Them Fall. I speak with four of the five members today. I speak with Sean, Adon, Marshall, Andreas, or aka Teddy, and unfortunately, their bassist, Abdul, couldn't make it on the show. He had to do something like work, which... You know, that always sucks, but I really had a great time talking to the other guys in the band. Everything just kind of flowed naturally. It was it was a little less like an interview and more just hanging out, talking about music and uh, crazy shit that they've done on the road or pranks that they pulled on each other. I would like to thank Alex Best. You may remember him from episode 17 of Uncontained for setting this up and uh, letting us use his studio. The guys from As We Watched Them Fall are currently in Alex's studio, Elastic Labs, recording their upcoming CD, All We Have. Before we jump into the interview, I'm going to hook you up with an uncontained exclusive of one of the tracks off of that CD that they haven't even finished recording yet. This is Lady Lush. Yeah, 
How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. great. Awesome. Doing? Great, great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And um, let, let me just go through the lineup here and uh, introduce yourself for our listeners. Um, I'm Sean Mallet. I'm the vocalist of the band. Uh, I'm Andres. Uh, they just call me Teddy because it's easier. I play lead guitar. I'm Marshall. I play rhythm guitar and uh, clean vocals. My name is Alan and I play drums. And every other instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I play drums yeah. and write the music. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, your bassist wasn't able to join us today, correct? Yeah. Uh, His name's Abdul. Yeah, Abdul. Dale. Abdul. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the newest member to the yes. band, right? Yes, yes sir. He he's working a lot right now, so. All right. And uh, how long have you guys been together as a band? Ooh. It's yeah. been like since like 2012. Well, Marshall's been in the band well, since yeah. 2012. Yeah. yeah. Marshall's the okay. only remaining member. The band name has been around member. since 2012. I'm literally like the only original member. So Marshall is as we watched them fall. Yeah. And uh, we are the fallen. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> well, technically, the band members that aren't in the band anymore are the fallen. So that's good. There you go. That, that's one way to they have fallen off the lineup. Yes. And who's the next to fall? No, don't need to, oh, don't need to answer that. Hopefully nobody. <laughs> Marshall. No, we're pretty yeah, solid Marshall. right now. This is Marshall will be the next one. <laughs> this has been the best lineup we've had has it, ever. So has there been a lot of uh, lineup changes recently? Uh, Actually, not, not recently. Not recently. The most recent, recent person we lost was uh, Seth, our old bassist, but not like that was hard to replace, honestly. Yeah. Like we uh, immediately Abdul was like, I'll do it. Yeah, he's, he's originally a guitarist, but he, he plays the bass pretty well. So. Yeah, he's okay. those guys. I kind of oh. just plays guitar and is like, you know what? I'll do bass because I play guitar. Yeah. But you know what? It works. Dude's a yeah, he, guest bassist. So he, just, just, he just wanted yeah. to play music, and he's seen us way before because I've known him for like over 10 years. And yeah, he's like, dude, he's like, like he kept asking. He's like, just ask him. He's like, I just, you know, just for a fill-in and whatnot. And I brought him in, and we just asked him, like, you know, like if you were to dedicate yourself, like, you know, you you can be a part of this. And he's like, yeah. And that's pretty much how he came along. And we've yeah. gigged him a couple shows with us, and he's been doing pretty good so far. That's basically that's basically what, what I aim for, and I'm pretty sure what the rest of the guys aim for is um, basically people who are dedicated. Um, that's why a lot of the members in the past aren't in the lineup anymore, because they either weren't dedicated or they were just, like, bad news. And, you know, <laughs> one, one rotten apple is going to rotten the rest of them. Yeah, do you guys find it hard to, uh, I don't know, find uh, quality people who are dedicated enough to being in a band? Because uh, I imagine it's hard getting five people together in one room at any time just to uh, perform. Yeah, definitely. definitely. No, it is incredibly difficult finding yeah. members with with the proper skill level, the proper knowledge, and the proper dedication. It's definitely not, not something that you can easily find in just anybody who, quote unquote, is a musician because people will call themselves musicians and play guitar a little bit here and there. But if you're a musician, then you understand the music and you're able to contribute musically to your band, which is something that we all strive for here. So that's something that's very important and something that's not easily found. So we're pretty, pretty happy with the lineup that we have right now. All right, great, great. And as a band, like, do you have multiple like musical influences per member, or do you guys pretty much draw from the same uh, same inspirational pool? Uh, I think genre-wise, we kind of draw from the same pool, but no. um, artists like and no. like no, dude, no, Marshall, no, no, we're no, all no, very no, different. Yeah. We, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, we are no. all coming from different places. Like yeah, me, yeah. I'm more of an older type of hardcore, like early two thousands type Glass of stuff. Jaw. Glass Jaw, Let Live, anything that's like. It's not heavy, but it it's kind of wild. Marshall's more into like modern post hardcore. Woe is me. I'm into everything, honestly. I'm I'm into acoustic Adon stuff. Adon is into freaking and... like deathcore breakdowns. Well, it's not crazy necessarily technical it's shit. Gents. I'll I'll it's stick gents. myself okay. on this one. Yeah, actually. no. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> so musically things are a little bit different for me because I I didn't like originally get into metal. I'm actually like I started studying classical music in high school and. Started playing in a in a jazz band and started doing all these things with all these different musical instruments and eventually discovered metal and was like you know what this is really complex and this is really musical and I can really dig it so that's actually where uh, where the metal influence came from this is usually just from jazz and classical music so that's kind of interesting it's something people don't necessarily know about me right away because I do like the really shreddy techy heavy stuff and all that really ridiculous crap. 
but um, yeah, definitely classically influenced Soul Jam, John Mayer, I or Infinite Annihilator, <laughs> fucking uh, love John Beethoven, and it, it'll be it'll be great. So, and some people might say that bands that have multiple members with different genre backgrounds as far as their influences are bad, but it's actually a good thing because yeah. you can incorporate that and make it something like beautiful into like one song or multiple songs. We all kind of... Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, take... it's, it's crazy just because we all like have so many different ideas and like, and it's like you're, how you were saying earlier, like getting five people together. It's really hard to get all of our ideas incorporated, but like, you know, we somehow just kind of make it work. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough, and, like, I know it could be a pain in the ass, but, you know, and also just, like, having Don, you know, with his musical knowledge, he makes things, like, come together so much better. Because, like, with me, like, I love, like, older metal. I grew up on, grew up on classic rock, you know, like, listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin, Kiss, Leonard Skinner growing up, then got into Pantera, and then just, you know, the new, I started listening to, like, newer, like, styles of metal, which was, like, August Burns Red, The Devil Wears Prada, O Sleeper, and that just kind of changed the game for me. And then just now, like, I love a bunch of acoustic stuff. Like, I just recently got into this wildlife a lot, the kind of, like, you know, post-hardcore, but they have a lot of acoustic material. It's just kind of sad, but I don't know. It's just, we all have a, a wide influence of what we like and what we, you know, draw inspiration from, whether it's, you know, from heavy to like soft acoustic music. It's just got to have the variety. And I think that's great because if everybody in the band has like the same influences, all the songs over time will sound the same. You know, exactly. at least Definitely. that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah no. It's that's good exactly to draw a little from here, draw a little from there, draw a little from there, pace it together and come up with something new. Yeah, this uh, this album that, that we're going to be releasing hopefully soon is a uh, it's definitely it's, diverse from the last album that we yeah, released. No, it, it has a very different styles of songs like with Lydia, you have all like the orchestra like you know going mm-hmm. on in the background. It's like not much guitar-wise, but then you have Adderall which you guys already heard it's heavy. You know, it breaks down really good and it, but it gets very melodic at the end. And just we have a bunch of good heavy stuff, but and very bright melodic stuff, you know. And and some actually we're gonna have like two really soft songs on the album as well. So, so okay, cool. To, to paraphrase, diversity is good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. diversity <laughs> is good. Uh, I actually heard about you guys through Alex Best. I interviewed him on episode seventeen, Dude, and he sucks. gave me a. <laughs> I know what a dick, right? That's the fucking but uh, he gave me a track of yours to play a sample of off your upcoming album. Your al- new album's called All We Have, correct? Yes, correct. sir. The track that he gave me was uh, At Her All. And in that track, there was like drastic, um, drastic uh, differences in the types of music in that one song. Like, you know, you had the melodicness and then like the uh, dredgy metal in it as well. I tried to grab a section that show both of those. But after that, I was like, I kind of want to have these guys on the show. So and right there in that one song, it kind of shows the diversity of the band. That's great. That's Definitely. exactly what we strive for. Every every song on this album is going to sound drastically different from the last, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what we want. I mean, we don't want to be uh, you know seen as like a local Tucson band because there's plenty of of bands in our scene that are doing similar things. And I mean, I I totally get it, but you know what what we're trying to do is really just stand out and of course you're going to hear that from from people all the time like people are always going to say yeah we try to be our own thing and try to be different from everybody else but i mean this is something that we we really want to focus on and really want to to accomplish we don't want to sound just like any other band and we want to have this diversity where we can be a musician's band and have musicians listen to us and be like oh shit these guys know what they're doing as well as people can be singing along and uh you know, just just Jumping listen, around. yeah, just listening to the music and having a great time. So we're trying to get the best we, of we both really worlds. Just, yeah, we want to reach like as most people as possible. We have a message that we want to promote. We have we have things to say, and people are going. What is to that message? Well, a lot of us have a. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and let Sean talk about this because he's the one that writes all the lyrics. So yeah. I'm hand it off to him. He's uh, a very good lyricist. Right. I love him. So the message we're trying to send out on this album. This, this whole idea is basically, we wrote, well, what I did was I kind of wrote a song, like each song to tell a story to, to basically create the whole album. Adon, um, Marshall, and Andres wrote all the music because I have little to 
no instrument experience. I mean, I can play, but I'm not great. So I left that to okay. them. And when it came to lyrics, I used a lot of stuff that we all can relate to. Like, um, it's going to sound cheesy as, cheesy as shit, but a lot of our songs are based off relationships, whether it's like with your friends, family, girlfriends. And then there's a lot of stuff that uh, involves self-conflict too, like depression, anxiety, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, hidden in, it's kind of like hidden in the messages in the songs. So the whole the whole album in order tells a story, uh, basically about how I feel, about how Marshall feels sometimes, about how Andreas and Adon and Abdul we all feel at times. And I wrote, I would send them to lyrics and ask, you know, for their their what they think of them and what how we should change them and approval and uh, whether they can relate to them. And we kind of all agreed on some of the stuff and you know we kind of mixed it together and. Uh, made what we have now on this album and uh, I'm really excited to show a lot of people what what we've created on this on this on this um, this beautiful piece of art I guess we can call it so you said it tells a story in the album so would you consider this uh, more of a con like a concept album and wouldn't consider it a concept album because it's it's a story but it's also not like a direct story like it's a story for me it's a story for how I've like shit I've gone through like in my life, but other people might not exactly see it that way. They can hear a song and relate in a totally different way, and that's kind of how I wrote the songs. Like I okay. relate to them in my way, but when somebody else hears it, I wanted them to relate to it in their own way. Just have their own perspective. We have yeah. a we have a song on the album called Apparitions, um, which is one of my favorite songs on the album and it's definitely like the, one of the most feelsy ones on there probably gonna be the best song on the album yeah it's, it's pretty, probably my favorite and right like on. the way i wrote it was um to me it's about loving somebody being in love with somebody that you can't necessarily be with and watching them love somebody else again it, it doesn't have to be you know directly about that to somebody else but that's for me that's what i wrote about but that's something that everybody can relate to too i'm sure exactly like you know, everybody's been in a relationship where it's been bad and everybody's, you know, I'm sure they've had to been, had to watch somebody they love, love somebody else. And that's one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. And yeah. when people come up to you and ask, like, what are songs about? Do you typically tell them or uh, is it like you want them like, cause I know a few musicians who don't want to tell people what it's about. They ask, what do you think it is about? Cause they don't want to change the meaning of the song to that person i definitely ask what they think it's about first and then i kind of give my idea of what i wrote about i don't tell them the whole idea i just give them like a basic summary of it usually it's pretty straightforward anyway yeah it's two my grandparents <laughs> usually sometimes before we play the song we usually say what it's about we do for the most okay yeah. sean and i actually had to work pretty closely together when writing this stuff because a lot of it is very emotional and does have a lot of feelings so like he was talking about with apparition he obviously had some very intense feelings that he wanted to write about and i had to kind of match that with uh basically just all of the all the music in that song so interestingly enough the uh the lyrics and the music are supposed to go together pretty cohesively like uh we have a song called lady lush which is just aggressive and uh, pissed off and fucking heavy as shit all the way around. It's a big fuck you song. Yeah, yeah. So right that on. one was, I mean... It's important to have, though. I, I, yeah. I wrote that song in maybe like five or six hours, but it, it's really just a, a, heavy, a heavy song. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it was written in a few hours. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, no, dude. Because like yeah. when you brought up that first half and just like... Because I remember just like we... When we were putting it all together, just it came kind of naturally at that point. Afterwards, like yeah. it, it was there. It had like well, that first half that you put out was very solid at that point, and it just kind of came, like you know, just fell into place. It, it was yeah, like, that one was that one was real easy to write. Yeah, it, it's fun though. But it's the a fun uh, the song. idea is that that lyrically it, it should match up with the uh, with the music, and that's something that's kind of important because. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if your shit's completely unrelated, then it's just going to be like, well, what are you trying to do here? Okay, you know, we're trying to make you feel something. So when you hear it, you're already subconsciously feeling a certain way. And then once you pay attention to the lyrics and you actually listen to what's being said, you can feel that a lot more intensely. That's so exactly. that's what we're striving for. And do you ever, like, intentionally mismatch the lyrics to the music? Like, kind of have, like, a metal song with all, like, touchy-feely lyrics or vice versa? 
we have a song called Lydia, which <laughs> yeah, that song yeah. is super butt really fuck heavy. heavy. Like it's really good song. Yeah. But what I wrote about is not necessarily a heavy topic. Like it has a hidden message in it, which Adon questioned me on it, and I like I kind of yeah, told him he's uh, like, let's let people figure that one out. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Sean like. Sean was tracking vocals for this song, and he came out of the vocal booth, and I was like, so what do you mean by this line? And he tells me, and I'm like, well, shit, okay. So that's interesting, so we'll, we'll let people figure totally that one out. But it's, def- it's definitely one where it's, it has no singing in it, but it, it does have lyrics that are like, oh, well, it's kind of nice. But then you think about it, and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Oh, this shit. is creepy shit. What the yeah, fuck is he you, doing? And just like, that song, there's a lot going on. There's so many accents, and it's like, it's it's nice. It's a great song that you'll just have to sit down and like really like, you know, savor it. And it's I don't know. Just with this whole album, I feel very confident with it. Definitely. Just because I don't know. We've I've never had this experience like you know where I've connected with so many other people on a different level. It's it's incredible. You know. Yeah. I'm glad that the, that the guys they all think about this way because when I originally started the band, it was um it was to make the music uh, touch people's hearts to where they can relate to the, what the song was about. So I'm glad that the lineup that we have now, they still continue to think about that thought because there's yeah. some bands out there that just make songs just for the for the hell of it. And they're like, <laughs> oh, this isn't meaning anything. Yeah, like Attila. <laughs> Regardless, their music is good. I'm a fan of them. So I'm not like putting them down or anything. I'll but fuck. I, I will still jam to it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. Dude, Attila's like a band that you just listen to when you're just like, well, I'm bored. I'm gonna listen to some Attila because I yeah. feel like being heavy. Dude, well, like, we're trying to write stuff that people listen to when they're like, you know, I really want to think about something. I want to <laughs> get really high and think about my life. That's basically yeah, what we're trying to get. Okay. All right. So, uh, switching just a little bit of subject, uh, do you guys tour a lot or we're are trying you mainly to. just playing the Tucson area We've right now? Played, we played Tucson a lot because it's our hometown. We played Phoenix a couple times. And last year we did have the coolest, uh, coolest was, chance. We kind of went on like a little two-day tour, a little two-day run, I guess. Um, we got on the All-Stars tour for a couple dates. And so we traveled to Cali and played a festival with all the bands on the All-Star tour and then traveled back to Phoenix the next night to play another show at the Nile Theater with them, which was pretty much sold out. It, that and was so scary. We got to play with them. That was the most people we've ever played, played in front of before. It was crazy. What bands were on that tour? Uh, Pawn a Burning Body, Dance Gavin Dance, Within I Wrestled Up Bear, Oceano, uh, Chasing Safety, Skylit Drive. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. Like, cause, like the doors opened early because there's two openers. And literally, there's like about 300 people in there. It was like, it was like, what the fuck's going on, dude? It was like, and it was just so weird because like I was in the back and freaking dance, Gavin dance. We we're just all chilling back there, like, you know, just saying what's up. I was like, dude, I was like, this is weird. I was like, I, I felt so out of place. Cause it's like it's something I was like I'm not used to, and then just when it was our turn to go on stage, I saw like all the heads in the crowd, and I was like, oh shit, dude! It was like this is this is real, and then like being like upstairs at the Nile Nile because we played the underground a couple times, which was always fun. It's like they have a small stage underground, which gets intense, but then you go upstairs, and it's just a big room, and there's just like 300 people in there, and it's like, dude, it's like what the fuck, and then just the sounds huge. It was like a brand new experience, and. You know, we actually had movement out there, which was fun. Like, it was yeah. it was great. And, like, you know, people enjoyed it. Like, you know, I, I talked to some new faces afterwards, our set. You know, it was awesome. Treasure Press was definitely right. an experience. Regardless, the show being not really our best show, it was still fun to tour to California. Oh, it was yeah, hot. Got and we got really sunburned. Got to experience <laughs> the heat stroke. Dude, yeah. literally, like, Where'd great. you go in California? Uh, uh, Witter. It was Witter. Oh. No, yeah, it was Whittier. We went to Whittier, California and played at this... The stadium, like stadium type thing, and they had a bunch of stages. It was kind of like a mini warp tour, mini mini warp tour, but they had yeah. a bunch of stages set up. It was a festival. All these bands were playing. There was a shit ton of people there, probably thousands, throughout the day, not all at once. And so, we, that's got to be awesome. It was. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, cool. no, you, like, you wouldn't believe it. It was actually the most bullshit show in the fucking world. It was awful. Like there was people got <laughs> ripped off. They got gypped. It was bad. So yeah, but no. We, we played and we had a pretty good kick going. Even though we sounded yeah. like complete shit, because our sound guy was just some dude. Really literally, we had like ten minutes to set dude, up. Dude, like something. we we set up in like five minutes, set up and sound checked. It was ridiculous. Like it was really bad. I mean, we. I mean, this was also last year when, uh, like, what was it? I ten was 
Yeah, it closed the, down. So yeah, we, had, yeah. we had to take I eight all the way up to like Los Angeles area from Tucson. Which is an extra hour. It was so. it was about a ten hour drive, and we got there, took a nap, and then had it be like at the uh, at the stadium by like ten a.m. or something the next day, which was complete bullshit too. Ended up playing at like two thirty, I believe, and we're we're on this like small outdoor stage, like this little. Little fucking piece of shit stage. Dude, I freaking I the, fell down. <laughs> with, oh yeah, Teddy oh, fell. That with was the interesting. Sound guy. Uh, I mean, I'm getting off the stage. After what what the does Teddy play? Is, Teddy's not the drummer. No, is Teddy's the uh, guitarist. Yeah, no, it was. Okay, a, I was gonna say if the drummer fell off and landed on a drumstick, that'd be too bad. No, dude, yeah. oh, God. Don's the drummer. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it was enough. literally like in the middle of a breakdown, and like I, I was gonna stomp, but like I rolled my ankle. And I just, I, like, fell back, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what's going on? And then, like, I see Seth at the time and Sean, and they're just laughing at me. I was like, oh, shit. But, like, yeah, I was, I was cracking up. I, yeah, dude, I didn't. <laughs> it's cool, though. I didn't, I didn't miss a note, so it was okay. I just went with it. Hey, like, no, he, he kept on playing. It was pretty solid. Seth helped him up when, when he was able to. And then Teddy totally redeemed himself by jumping into the pit during a breakdown, which dude, was, was cool. Yeah. That pit got crazy. Right there was on, so right much. That's, that's Teddy's trademark. And then I almost had a heat stroke getting off stage, which was fucking great. Yeah, dude, because it, like, <laughs> it was like 90 degrees out there. But the first the time I've heard a heat stroke is fucking terrible. great, but uh, that's <laughs> yeah. metal. No, the humidity was... Oh, it was God. literally like 92 out, but the humidity made it... It was like 105 in the humidity. Yeah. We were oh. under, like, there was no shade on our stage because of where the sun was. And it, the sound guy was a rent to sound guy, so he didn't even do professional music. He's just, just a like, fucking dipshit. Is what yeah, is. <laughs> you want reverb? Really? I'm gonna turn it up a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like, shit. And the funny thing about the show actually is that at that time, Adon wasn't actually our drummer. At that time, he was actually filling in. Oh yeah. And then we we decided like after we kicked out our old drummer to bring him in because he really um, knows everything. He, he took one for us because he wasn't. What was yeah. it? You were in a different band at that time, I, right? I played lead. Yeah, I played lead guitar in um, Ataraxia. In a yeah. band called Ataraxia at the time. And I remember their manager, um, as a Washington Falls manager old, at the time. Old she, ex manager. Uh, she messaged me and she was like, "Hey, we're playing the show. And I know you guys are playing the show too, but we're wondering if you would fill in because we have some references saying that you would be a solid candidate." So I was like, "Yeah, it's no problem. You know, I believe you guys deserve just as much a chance at winning as as my band does. So I'll go ahead and play the parts." So I ended up playing that show and. We fucking uh, won. When, yeah, yeah, we won. yeah, we won. We won the battle of the bands, and my band wasn't too stoked on that because I was like, "Guys, I'm going on the All Stars tour," and they were like, "Ah, fuck you." <laughs> so, so yeah, what, you know, needless to say, I'm not in that band anymore because after I played a few shows with As We Watched Them Fall, I kind of, you know, went back home after that. And then it was a little while later, um, I believe in maybe September or so, they contacted me again and they were like, hey, you know, we were wondering if you wanted a full-time position with drums and I was like, yeah, let's do it, I'm all in. So, yeah, yeah, they had me background check. Yeah, now, <laughs> I do like it now, it's like, it's too late, we're all balls deep into this shit. Like, it's, yeah. there's no going back already. <laughs> like, even Abdul being like a month in, he's like, He's already like you know planning like to get all his gear and shit. Like he's just he like went in and just like put it in. He's like, all right, I'm here with you guys now. It's like fuck it. Like yeah, no, and and that's that's something that we've all had to do recently too. I mean, I like when I first started playing with them, I hadn't played drums for about a year, up until I had up until my first practice with them, and I was hoping they wouldn't be able to tell, but I'm sure they they could. No, we were able to tell. We were, <laughs> Saw yeah. the rust falling off as yeah, well. Yeah, no, because like, I was like I was noticing I was like dude, I was like he's like he has it, but it's like it's still kind of iffy, and just mm -hmm. we didn't know that like. Yeah, like, so I, I had not played or even touched my drum kit for like a year because I had I had been just in a completely different situation, wasn't able to, and. As soon as I started like playing with these guys, I was like, okay, so now it's not just about me; it's about this band as well. And I started, you know, working on my rudiments, practicing to a metronome every day, and just sitting at my drum kit and really putting in the hours, and and just educating myself, you know, working on theory, working on rhythm, all that, all that uh, fun stuff. So that's kind of what we've all been doing. And um, oh, <laughs> yeah, just making sure that that the guitars are also doing what they should be doing. Right on, right on. So, so with your with your uh, classical and jazz training, um, I want to ask you this: since 
like I kind of explain metal to people who don't understand it quite like this more. I'm like, if you take away the distortion, if you and just play the music, I'm not talking about like the three chord metal that like you hear on the radio a lot. Oh yeah, but yeah. metal is Fuck five the most like classical music out of anything that's out there right now besides classical music. Absolutely, I completely agree. All right. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't filling people full of shit. Oh, no, no. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, whenever it's I so show scalistic. people metal, it's, it's so easy for people to overlook how much is musically going on in, in the genre. Because, I mean, I can, I can sit here for hours and geek the fuck out on theory and, and like be showing somebody some music and just be like, do you hear what's going on right here? Do you understand the modulation? Do you hear the, the, the key signature? Do you hear the time signature with this part? All this crap. And I mean, people who, who understand it, they, they know. They're like, oh yeah, that's, that's fucking amazing. I don't know if I know, I, well, I know I don't know all those things yeah. by like definition or whatever, but yeah. I probably recognize them without yeah, but, necessarily knowing yeah, you, it. Yeah, you like, understand, like you, you yeah. would recognize it if you heard it and, and stuff. And th these are, this is just terminology that we would use to communicate with each, with each other, with different musicians, but... So you're not I like mean, that da -da 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 part, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we could, you know, the arpeggio section or the sweeping section, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I, I think that um, metal is definitely the most related to classical music and yeah. has the most diversity i mean i've I've never heard anything like the stuff that we play or listen to in any rap or hip-hop or r&b or anything like that you don't you don't hear actual instruments and actual music you don't hear any any uh motion or movement really it's yeah. kind of just very it, it just stays in the same place and, mm -hmm. yeah, and dude, like it. that's not what we're trying to do we're you know we're trying to say hey this is this is music what we're doing right now is we're using our minds to actually think about chord structure and think think about how we want this to sound how are we going to get it to sound that way and are we going to properly execute that if we can't how can we figure out how to do that so yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. a working it's a working progress i mean we're all just really in depth into uh like furthering our abilities right now yeah it's like i don't know it's just like with that well a lot of that being said is like i don't want to put like no other styles of music down but like a lot of stuff gets regurgitated even like you know in metal like it's so easy to like to you know throw things out there just like and it sounds so similar just because you get so caught up in like these things like you have to like keep that like you know open like you can keep expanding your mind to all these you know different things like like because there's a lot of great pop music out there but like you know it's a lot of the stuff gets regurgitated and you know it's it's so easy to fall into that you know that cycle which you know burns out artists really fast yeah that's why but i don't do you understand. find it hard to uh um come up with original stuff because there's so much shit that's already been done yeah it's definitely sometimes when you have um writer's block it gets really irritating sometimes so that's why sometimes you have to like take a breather and just kind of like like if like say you're like working on it for the night and you just can't come up with anything just like Take a few days or a day something else. and then work on something else. Yeah, I would say listen song. to a different genre. That yeah. too, yeah. That yeah, that, too. Definitely that definitely helps. helps. A yeah. lot, it's a lot of bands nowadays, like that play our kind of metal, get a lot of the music that they write and influence from pop music, like, like Katy Perry and shit like that. They'll put that on when they're writing a song, totally put the song away, listen to that for you know a couple hours, and then all the ideas from those songs will come in their head. They'll go back to what they were writing and then. They'll come up with some crazy ass riffs or some crazy mm -hmm. breakdowns or some some kind of cool stuff that that just sounds weird to me. But I can I can kind of understand how it works. But like obviously removing yourself from the metal, then go into what I guess is the opposite of that, the pop music. I'll, and I'll try is to it, like explain that a little bit differently if it helps. Because, yeah. Well, because like bands like like instrumental bands like uh, like Polyphia, they will listen to to pop music and stuff, and and they that's where, I mean that that's where they get their influences through. Uh, I mean from with their melodies and with their leads and stuff like that. So that I can totally understand if you're getting influences um, for melodies and leads through pop music and rap and R and B. That's totally uh, like that. That makes sense. I mean, I personally don't think you're gonna come up with a breakdown. Dude, by listening to that stuff, Panda. But, but okay, you know what? That, Dude, that song hits hard. I already okay. thought about genting it up. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, I I will jam drums to to Chris Brown or, or just to 
whatever. I actually uh, I did a drum cover of a Tech Nine song once, and that stuff is really <laughs> yeah, that stuff's real interesting because there's there's so much you can do with with all the rhythms. So yeah, yeah there's there's definitely like you know musical elements in these in these genres. I don't think they're nearly as as advanced and as um, musically valuable as the elements in our genre. But regardless, they're still musical and still do hold value. The only thing yeah. that I don't understand is that a lot of the rap nowadays, it's like you just like listen to it and you just think like, how did this make it big out of the mu- all the music that's well, in the world? This is how, this is how <laughs> like, I took a class on popular music in college. Right. Okay. okay. So, yeah, for two years, actually. Now really? I'm going back in August. I start college again next month. Okay. But, um, I don't even think I'm old enough to have been in college for two years. You're, Am I? Yeah. Wait, you're 20. Yeah. I got 18. I graduated high school at 17. Yeah, dude, you, you could have gone to college. Dude, I graduated high school at 19. Okay, we're, we're scrolling. Yeah. Graduated high school at 32. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, fuck yeah, that's where it's <laughs> at. Uh, um, so, popular music now is like basically the reason why people like it so much is it's written to be catchy. And so when bands like us go and l- listen to that kind of stuff, and like Adon said, the riffs and like the the you know the catchy melodies in there we listen to that and then we take those elements of that and we put it in our music which makes it catchy too so listening to that kind of music gives us ideas on how to be more catchy and put it into our music and get more listeners get more people to enjoy it so throughout throughout the history of music you can watch like each time the 50s the 40s everything has its own kind of hook that was popular at the time and no matter what genre you listen to at that time, they all have that similarity to it. So metal of the 70s, you know, the 80s, 90s now, if you listen to the popular music at that time, that metal has a lot of the same influences as the popular music of that time. I may have to check that out. I did not. I have not noticed that necessarily. So what about, well, the 80s, the metal, like a lot of the metal was pop music. Exactly. You've got but... synthesized <laughs> bass and long, long hair. <laughs> Yeah, body glitter and spandex. Yeah. yeah. shit ton of glitter. Body oil. And body oils. Body yes, oil yes. <laughs> and you, then you eventually get the spaghetti incident. What's that? The spaghetti incident with Motley Crue. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> the, spaghetti, the spaghetti incident, that was uh, GNR. No, but that's where it came from because I guess it was a... Either Nikki, I believe it was Nikki Six, uh, like him and Tommy Lee went like on this thing like on who could not shower the longest and get... Like, you know, the most chicks. And they went two months before, I think it was Nikki Six had a shower because some girl was, like, going down on him and she puked spaghetti all over his dick. Oh <laughs> and it was, yeah. What the fuck? Dude. <laughs> I learned something new today. Dude, I, I did too, man. You and me both. So did I. Why and would you it, eat spaghetti before going to a concert? Because spaghetti. You know you're going to suck some rock star's dick. Like. Why, why, why are you blowing that, dude, if it smells that bad? I mean, Haven't you ever seen the meme I mean, where the girl's playing the flute <laughs> crying? Dude, and she's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. but, but like, why, why are you gonna get that close? <laughs> no, dude. And even yeah. I, okay, you know what? Even you know me as a guy, even I would be like, you know what? I haven't showered in for your months. safety. Please do not do it. Go home. <laughs> you know, maybe it was one of her fetishes or something. Maybe she's like, I really want to puke pasta on a rock star. <laughs> you know what? If, if she were to told, if she were to tell me that, then I'd be like, okay, uh, all know, right. If you're in, that, <laughs> I don't think that would be okay I mean, with some. I'm not some judging you. Like, like, you pasta up on my dick. And then after she does it, you're just like, I preferably um, requested a fettuccine, but you know that's cool too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like red sauce. I can't tell. Red that, sauce. I can't tell if that's shit. spaghetti sauce or I blood. I prefer chicken alfredo. <laughs> Okay, so this conversation has gotten (laughs) awful. (laughs) Yes. Let's move on. But one more thing. Okay. Instead of the spaghetti incident, it could have been known as the spaghetti fetish. And it could have just changed everything, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It would have been a whole different album. Yeah, no, no, because I I remember, like... And he might not have showered. The spaghetti incident sounds like like a... I don't want album to name for like Dream Theater. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Because I remember anymore. on MTV. All right, like, let's move. What do you want to talk okay. about? Uh, uh, let's talk okay. about recording your new album. Cool. Yeah, it's been a. Uh, so, how has that process fun. been? Long. We've been in Alex Best studio every weekend for the last, since like what, May? June? Of June? April 23rd. Really? Yes, sir. Holy shit. Really? Yes, sir. 
Wow, wow, shit. Well, we've been in here since April 23rd every weekend, and it's uh, the middle of July now, and Alex and us are really good friends. Not that we weren't before, but now we're like, we're like we're, we know each other we got on the bro other levels. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Alex and I have gotten real close over the past couple months with the way he's been working with me. It's been, we've been gangbanging chicks together. For, <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> it's, it's been awful for him. We've been running because, trains. Because I am very, very tedious, and I'm very detailed about a lot of things, so I've been... Making, I've been making him work. <laughs> it's okay. He he gets more push right. out of it. I've, I've known yeah. Alex since what 2012, Alex. I moved here. Yeah. yeah, I've known Alex since he first moved here, and like my band back in the day, we're like, let's go record with Alex Best. And this is when he had like long hair and looked like Jesus. And Hell so yeah. I, was I like, remember oh that God. Alex Best. I was yeah, like, oh my God, Alex. Jesus, <laughs> Alex. And then. So we ended up not recording with him and recording at all. That band broke up. I joined this band, and we went to record our EP, and they're like, where should we go? And I was like, motherfucking Alex Best is where you should go. <laughs> and so we ended up recording our first EP with him, our single we released last October, and this full length with him, and we have no regrets. And we're probably going to keep coming back to him. No regrets. No, no regrets. regrets. Not, not even, not not even, even one. Letter. Not even a single letter. Not even a single letter. I got the reference. I don't remember the name of this show, but uh, it was, I think it was Meet from the Millers. Meet the Millers. Meet the Millers. Meet the Millers. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, Alex, we're the Millers. We're the Millers. Yeah, we're That's the Millers. where it is. Yeah, yeah. but Alex definitely okay. he uh, he has a he, he has a really good quality sound for what he charges, and I think it's a I think a lot of people that's in the local scene that's looking to record. They're going to think it's a lot, but they're getting the quality out of it. And yeah. Alex's quality really shows that. So. I, cry, I try not to let people know we go to Alex because I don't want them to go to him. Because I, I, want, I want us to be the artist that like arises from Alex. Wants, like, no, man, so, that's, that's really awesome for Alex's business, by the way. Well, I I tell know, if I'm I trust sure he's thanking you from if afar. If I trust the band, <laughs> if I trust the band and I feel like the they're good, I'll tell them about <laughs> Alex. But like, when, I go to, when we come to Alex, I'm like... We're fa- if we ever get famous, I want to be able to say, yeah, dude, we record with Alex Best. Like, We go to Alex Best Studios. The label's like, all right, you need to go record a record. We're going to hit Alex up. Be like, we need to record a record. Let's, Let's fucking like, do yo, this. We're recording, and we need the best. Pop up the four locos. Let's go down. Oh, shit. Let's turn up. I think you just got Alex a new uh, slogan there. Four locos yeah. and chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Right there. That's, one That's so bad. <laughs> His slogan, so, only the best. Only the best. Four Locos. Yeah, it's not the Four Locos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think you should stick with the Four Locos, Alex. And chill. Or that could be his, like, my Dude, that should be your Tinder. <laughs> Alex Best. Your Tinder Alex bio, Alex Four Locos famous. and chill. <laughs> Is that your Tinder thing? Is that what you are on Tinder? <laughs> I matched with him. It says Four Locos and chill. This dude's crazy as fuck. Dude, he probably has Zannies. It must be real. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. So Alex, uh, when I had him on the interview, he kind of said that he likes to provide like kind of uh, atmosphere that's kind of stress free for his uh, bands that are coming in and recording, and like more of like a, I don't know, a, a environment like you're just hanging out at a friend, like a hanging out environment. Is that uh, it, is he succeeding in that? Like, yeah. Fact yeah. checking. He's got yeah, couches. Dude, we we hardcore chill. He's got. Yeah, like, we take like, naps. Half the time, Teddy's. Yeah. Half the time, so, so Teddy, Teddy passes out on the fucking couch. Yeah. So Teddy the, naps. Here. Here. You pass out more. Like you. Okay, you literally get here and lay down, and you're done for four hours. Like there's no talking to you. You do the same shit too. Because. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, here, here's the, worst, the thing. Though. Hey, Teddy's you guys are the first both pretty. To fall asleep, and Sean's the next one, and then on rare occasions, me. Adon never. Adon's not never I sleep. I don't sleep. <laughs> he I almost fell sleep. asleep once. And that was once. because I, I almost fell things. asleep, and then I was like, "You guys cannot shut the fuck up, so I'm not gonna even try." <laughs> so I didn't try, but no. Uh, and then no, even Abdul, our bassist, he falls asleep. We I mean, and then also, I'm, I'm the one that's also like really, really nitpicky about a lot of things. So it doesn't really matter what we're doing if we're doing working on guitars, drums, vocals, bass. I'm usually the one sitting right next to Alex. That's like. Yo, we need to take a look at this or whatever it is. So, I'm usually the one that's kind of anal about all that stuff. But it's definitely a chill, stress-free environment. There's yeah. couches in here. There's a fucking fan. They, we order pizza like every weekend. We yeah, yeah, when we have it's, money, it's, it's definitely <laughs> very, very chill. I mean, really, it's it's kind of just like coming to hang out with one of your friends and just paying you know, him to record, doing you. what you love to do. Yeah, exactly. That's God really damn it, all Teddy. It is. That wasn't me. I swear to God. Who the just... fuck just shit themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was. I mean, Alex totally just walked by. Alex, Alex. Dude, dude, fucking if it was me, you guys would have been pissed off. I right am now. glad I'm on this <laughs> side. of I'm pretty sure this is what the a bomb smelled like. Oh my fucking god! I think Satan just hopped out of his seat. 
I'm, the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm way the fuck oh, over here. You're so. lucky. Oh, yeah. Dude, and that wasn't like, me. Somebody punched me in the face with their ass. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Oh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a stress free environment. Unless um, somebody farts. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Alex, you need to provide gas masks. I'd say more of a toxic environment, if anything. Yeah, uh, he he, def- he definitely makes it uh, fun. And um, I'm pretty sure he's like that with like everybody else as well, not just us. Um, Provide some mustard gas. Has pyrotechnic in here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. another local band from Tucson, and um, they're good friends of ours as well. And they they love Alex. What they've told us. Yeah, check so. out Pyrotechnica. They're pretty great. But fuck Ben. Yeah, fuck I'm, Ben. I'm just kidding. I'm we totally love kidding. Ben, 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 ben is filled great. in for us on a couple shows on bass. No, no, I'm holding you to and that. So <laughs> I, I need I need Ben to hear this now. Ben, fuck you. Fuck you, Ben. Every, every, ben. every time Thanks we see each other, in, he just tells you. us to fuck off. Like, he comes to our that shows. That might be the name of the show, the episode. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Ben. Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck Ben. Literally, That's if he it. comes to any one of our shows, he goes to the front row, and you look at him, and he'll fucking just give you the finger. Be like, fuck you guys. But then <laughs> he'll be great. jamming well, out. It's awesome. Like, yeah. we love you, Ben, but great. fuck you, too. Uh, he's an incredible bassist, too. The dude's oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed working with that guy because he's like just as much of a music nerd as I am. So. Well, he's a band director now, right? Yeah, he's uh, a band director. Yeah. Works at Guitar Center on the weekends, part time. Yeah, he he teaches music, and I used to teach guitar at a charter school, so we both have like a lot of really similar experiences. So it was really cool working that with that dude. But regardless, cool. fuck him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but for the people listening that aren't necessarily you know used to the metal scene like the middle finger is almost like just like waving at somebody yeah dude it's <laughs> basically it's like a suicide. Yes. literally i literally showed up <laughs> it's like hey buddy fuck you yeah, i like you it's metal lingo dude, like, at our last just... show we literally told everybody put their motherfucking middle fingers in the air and all the crowd put their middle fingers in the air yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, the of course fuck it yeah or your devil horns so. and then Slayer. oh yeah yes. oh, show me your devil horns everybody puts their hands up like that i was like fuck yeah Fuck and tuck your fucking thumbs, thumbs, people. Yes, tuck. This is. Ah! What is this? this is I love that's, you. I love you. Not, that's, I love you. Not Spider-Man. Not out. We're not going to web sling. This is metal okay. with a thumb in. <laughs> now that we got that established, um, I normally ask a couple of my guests a couple questions, okay? Cool. Um, Go for it. First one is, what advice do you have for any upcoming bands? Smoke weed. Smoke weed every day. Uh, no, no, no but um, I mean, if you want to, you can. But realistically, <laughs> as a band, if you're gonna be in a band, you need to have priorities. If you don't put your whole 100 percent ass in this shit, you're not gonna make it anywhere. You're not gonna write good music. You're not gonna do shit. You're gonna sit there and struggle and then be upset about it. So fucking get off your ass. Practice as much as you can, with and without your friends. Show them your ideas. Listen to their fucking ideas and work together. Because without teamwork, without practice, you're just some a bunch of idiots sitting in a room making loud noise and pissing off your parents. Like, and that's don't all you be are. immature, because then it's not gonna fucking. Oh, shut work. the fuck Dude, up, but it's fun. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like that. I'm saying like, don't be like. Oh, right. Oh, when right. When it comes to like, music, write serious music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't, immature, okay. unless I you're a like, No, no, like, no, like I'm like I'm saying like if somebody doesn't like like take something into like, um, like consideration. But like, to the point like where it's like it's good, but it's like it's not gonna work. Don't get butthurt about it. Just like you know, I'll go ahead accept and accept it okay. and just be like, oh. okay, well we can maybe put it into something else. Like we'll, we'll still, we'll, you still keep it in like into thought. But, work you know, together. I don't to be able yeah. to take constructive criticism and stuff yes, like that, exactly. and know that exactly. what you wrote might not work mm-hmm. for everything you've done. Right? Is exactly. that kind of what you're yes, along the lines yes, of? Definitely. I I have some pretty good advice. Let's Ready? hear it. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Promotion. You will get fucking nowhere if you do not work for it. Okay? If you don't work for it. If you don't, like, work your ass off, you're not going to get anywhere. Like, and I'm, I'm not just saying that just to be like, hey, work hard and you're going to get what you want. Like, you, you, don't, you don't just learn. You don't just pick things up. You can't go and, and try and do something you've never learned how to do. So if, if you're showing up to a band rehearsal or if you're showing up to band practice and you don't know your parts, that's, that's what individual practice is for. And you, you need to be responsible for yourself and also take into consideration the rest of your band. Because let's say I don't learn my parts 
and once I get to band rehearsal, everybody is ready to play, and I'm totally fucking up my drum parts. And that's taken away from all of our time, that's taken away from our productivity, when we could be spending this time usefully. So really, it, it all boils down to, to really I, like identifying what your own problems are. Because there's not always going to be someone there to tell you, hey, you're doing this wrong. This is wrong with your technique. Like, you're going to have to sit there. And this is, this is shit that I've been doing recently. You're going to have to sit there and analyze your own technique, listen to your own playing, record yourself, and, and listen to it, and, and just even think, does that even sound good? And if there's anything you can fix, like, go in there and fix it. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Ask somebody. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I absolutely okay. love it when, when anybody asks me for help because I love helping people and I don't believe that you should have to pay a ton of money in order to learn an instrument because I'm entirely self-taught. So if I can help anybody, of course I want to do that. But you, you got to have the, the, the self-motivation, the dedication, and the ambition to, to really succeed. Another and if you don't if you don't have those things and if you don't if you don't strive for the very best in yourself then you're really not improving that much at all so uh, another yeah. thing is okay. do research on music like exactly. on how the industry works and how the scene works cuz yes. yeah. if you don't know have any knowledge of this you're throwing yourself into the one of the biggest things one of the biggest industries in the world like playing a show you need to know how much profits you're going to get, how much profits the venue is going to get, whether you're getting ripped off to play this, whether the promoter is ripping you off. And contrary to popular belief, you don't need a fucking label. You need, you need management eventually, but that's if you're a big-ass band or you know a touring band. Local bands, you don't need fucking management. Do this nope. shit yourself. Get yourself a band email. Be very um, professional about professional. it. Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a mistake that we Make friends. From. Yeah, promote no, yourself. Okay. You know, get connections. Once you have enough connections, then get management. Because then you'll have the connections to hook you up with the right management. Then management will help you get even bigger. And once you're big enough, that's when you start looking for a label. Because the labels will want you. You won't have to go to them. They'll be checking you out. They'll be like, they'll make you be making offers, not you. So then you can work mm -hmm. them up to what you want, and then then you're set. Like you won't be getting ripped off if you immediately jump into signing a contract for anybody. You're probably going to end up not making any money off any of your albums making money off only merch when you're on tour, coming mm -hmm. home to no job 